0: Hi, this is Brian Peebles in Michigan, and I've been listening for over a year. When I started listening, I was trying to figure out if starting a PI business was the right next move for me, and the podcast has been instrumental in moving forward with that decision. I appreciate that Matt always seems to ask his guest the exact question that I'm thinking. You know, for a veteran investigator and business owner, Matt has a great ability to think like those of us that are just starting out and ask the questions that we would want to ask. So thanks a lot, Matt. Keep it up.
1: The Campbell Group offers best-in-the-industry pricing, service, and coverage for private investigators. With more than 25 years of experience in the industry and over 3,000 PIs insured nationally, the Campbell team has the expertise to make sure you have the coverage you need. Submit an application and receive a quote within 24 hours. Let us know on your application that you're an Investigator's Toolbox member and you'll receive $50 off your annual premium. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds, anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International. Global reach. International knowledge. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Today, we welcome Brian Scott, a PI and GPS guru from South Carolina. Brian runs Strike Investigations and also owns Position Tech GPS. GPS units are a hot topic in the investigation sector, and the guys discuss the ins and outs of how to use them, if you're allowed to in your state. Please welcome Brian Scott and your host, Private Investigator Matt Spare.
0: And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, today we're delving into the realm of GPS. Uh, I was down in Augusta, Georgia recently, and I got to meet Brian Scott. Uh, Brian works with uh, Position Tech GPS. It's actually his his baby, his little company. And um, you know, I told him to come on and talk about it because there there's so many misconceptions about GPS and investigations. And of course you have each state that has different rules and regulations on this stuff. So, uh, Brian, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? Thank you, Matt. It's good to see you again. Thank okay, you. for inviting so, me on. So folks who don't know you, tell me a little bit about where you're from and what your background is and how you got into the business.
2: Yeah, I live in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. I've been a private investigator. I own uh, Strike Investigations here in Greenville. I call it a boutique um, private investigator firm. I kind of purposely kept it small and um, got into private investigations about six years ago. And since that time, uh, developed you know a good following and a good um, uh, a good background for what what it takes to be a private investigator. Like you, you were PI of the uh, year nationally, I believe, last um, year I was awarded um, from the state association.
0: Yeah, so, 2021. two thousand twenty one, twenty okay, one. Longer and longer. So, and longer. It's yeah, twenty twenty three
2: already. It's uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, then last year I was awarded the state for my state of South Carolina. So um, congrats. How I kind of entered into the GPS field, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Very and, cool. Very cool. So, what? Um, yeah, what was your background? What What made you decide to become a PI?
2: So, I came out of law enforcement. Um, I was in law enforcement about seven years, and uh, that was in South Florida. So, we relocated up here to Greenville, and um, I, I went in actually into teaching for a few years. Uh, uh, about five years, I taught math and science for middle school and um a friend of mine actually uh had hired a private investigator and got taken for a ride uh and i uh I just you know gave him some advice and told him how to solve pretty much his own case and from there uh, i kind of decided i said maybe i you know i'm an investigator at heart you know investigator in the sheriff's office so i uh decided that you know maybe private investigations would be where i wanted to go so i uh, spoke with a few attorneys i heard you know PIs are inconsistent. Uh, their work products aren't consistent. Uh, don't know if you can trust them. And and like I said, my friend, I got taken for a, a pretty good ride. He didn't even have a report yet, and it'd been several months. And and so anyhow, uh, that's how I that's how I entered uh, the field. And um, and I try to strictly work with attorneys. I, I do uh, work for for some individuals, but like I said, I, I just try to cater to the legal field. I I saw that need.
0: Yeah, the legal field can be very, very lucrative. I mean, 97, 98% of my business is all working with attorneys. I like them because they pay their bills. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, they do. Know, and, and there's consistency. Uh, they come back. You know, they're they're repeat clients over and over and over again. If you do a good job, yep. they're always going to need you. If you do a great job, which I'm sure you know, the, most of us out there are trying to do uh, a great job, on the the uh, the regular John Q public, nine, nine times out of 10, it's one and done. And, you know, yeah. maybe you'll get a referral, you know, Hey, use this guy, use them. He was great, but there's not that guarantee. You know, when you go and you work with a uh, personal injury attorneys or, or any kind of attorneys for that matter, um, there, there will be repeat business if you don't screw it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and they'll uh, refer you to other, that's the majority right. uh, when I get phone calls, I'm like, well, how'd you hear about me? Um, I don't do a lot of advertising and, I have a website, but it's it's uh it's all word of mouth and and just growth from um, attorney referrals. You know, I heard you from so and so, mm-hmm. and et cetera. So, and then um and I'm also not afraid to, to turn down the work. Um, there's just something I don't feel comfortable taking or just out outside my resources or ability. Um, I you know I tell them and I and I and then I'll find them somebody who does that. So, uh, which is you know something I also do that. Uh, I think a lot of people don't. So I, uh, I have a, I think in this business, uh, same within the GPS business, you, it's, it's all about your resources and who, you know, and and sure. so, um, you know, kind of, kind of those situations where I'm like, well, this is, this is outside my realm. Um, but I can, I know somebody who does what you're looking for and I'm not afraid to throw them that bone. I think a lot of people are afraid because they're like, well, that person is still my business. And that, I, I don't, I think you do what's right for the customer. And that's what I've always tried to do. It's good for the client. Um, yeah. I'm not going to experiment on your money.
0: So as my good buddy, Jim Nanos likes to say, it's always better to know the guy than be the guy.
2: Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. It's always better to know the guy than to be the guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, when you're in the service industry, you know, making sure your client has good service is, is yep. basically what you're supposed to do. And, um, you know, and when you build that network, that, that community, you know, you'll get, business back from that person you send business to.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, then you, you start talking about referral fees and stuff like that, it, it starts getting a little funny. Uh yeah. so you got to be careful of that too. Um, I don't
2: I don't uh you know what when I when I refer out uh cases, uh I never ask for anything in return. Uh not even a thank you. I mean I get them but uh you know I'll call up somebody and say hey are you interested in taking this and, but if I if I already know that, that person does that yeah. um then I'll say hey this is your guy Um, I do that a lot with domestics. I don't work domestic cases anymore. Um, I I stopped for a while and I went back into domestics and then I, and then I completely cut them back off again. And a lot of it has to do with the GPS tracking, Yeah. but but I don't, so I get a lot of phone calls still from past clients or attorneys that didn't realize I kind of got out of this. And, uh, so I refer them to people I know that will, you know, in their area that will do a good job. And, and, um, so that's just, and like you said, refer, referral bees, I don't ask for them. So I tell them, man, buy me a drink or something, or <laughs> shake my hand and send me a nice Christmas gift. So that's about it. Yeah. Treat people so, good. Even your coworkers and even your people you know, just treat people
0: good. So, I mean, you're you're obviously in the GPS game and every state is different in they are. what you're allowed to you know, do, what you're not allowed to do. So if you're listening to this program and you're thinking about uh, buying units and, and getting all set up and all that, just, Check your your laws in your state and make sure that you're allowed to do what you uh, want to do and all that. I know the Carolinas are, are free game. You, you can go crazy over there. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, not kind not of, really, but within reason.
2: Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you, you can get yourself in trouble. But um, yeah. but as as uh, licensed investigators, um, we we have more, I think, more leeway than with other <laughs> states. A lot more states are restrictive right and, um, in South Carolina. So
0: I love yeah. watching the message boards when people are asking for like creative ways to put, you know, batteries or units, you know, like, you know, we, I got so-and-so type of vehicle. Where would you recommend putting a tracker on? Like you see that stuff all the time. It's all. Yeah. Trial and error.
2: Yeah. You get asked by that by clients too. You're like, right. uh, nah, I can't tell you. <laughs> so right, right. Right. They want to be a part of it. Um, Especially if it gets found and like well who told
0: you to put it there so yeah i remember watching some sort of documentary and it wasn't gps it was a um it was a bug it was a listening bug. like they were putting it in the car radio <laughs> you know and it was a matter of like <clears throat> excuse me this was like the federal government that was doing this so they like they created a problem with the car that had to go to the shop and once the car got in the shop they were able to stick in the radio and it was like a whole big mess but then the car ended up dying <laughs> <laughs> and like, they were taking it to a different dealership to get fixed. I think that was the story. It was, it was going to a different dealership and they're like, Oh man, we have this like, car that's going to somewhere where there's something in the car. That's not supposed to be in the car. And they were worried about somebody finding it. And, uh, they got like another police agency to pull the car over or pull over the truck. That was, that, that was flatbedding the car with the, the, the device in it to the uh, dealership. And they were able to like circumvent and, uh, figure out a way to get to that the car didn't up, end up there i'm totally butchering the story but no that's all right no, weird like, that, saying, you know, like like yeah. oh crap man there's something in this car that we that shouldn't be there and if it gets where it's going like it can completely tip off you know in this case it was a mobster you know that they were all oh, uh, right yeah you're gonna be doing things so uh good times <laughs>
2: yeah and at our last conference I, I was speaking to somebody and they told me um that their husband had at works at a dealership, and they've been told if you find a device on a vehicle, don't say anything.
0: <laughs> just leave. You
2: it. don't know. You don't know if it's a yeah. you know from the federal, local police or federal right. government, or if that person put it on there, or they're like just mind your own business. And that was the first time I had heard that. And uh, because as SCI I've, I've certainly seen my fair share of right. vehicles go to the uh, shop. And uh, you know, one of my clients had a Mercedes, and. His wife went to a little tire place and I see it up on the lift and I'm looking underneath. And I called him and said, Where do you get your car service? You know, he's why? And I said, Where does it get serviced at? And he's, you know, the, the Mercedes dealership here in town. and I said, um, Any reason why it's at this facility? And he's like, No. So I knew that they were looking for a device and uh, it was actually ultimately his neighbor, you yeah. know, who he had told his neighbor. His neighbor told his wife. His wife told her. and you know, they never found it but uh right. but but people do that you know they go into shops looking for these things so
0: yeah it's crazy
2: gotta hide them good
0: unless it's ticking if the device is ticking when you see when you see it you should probably yeah. say something to somebody you're
2: yeah, probably safe to leave it alone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look like mine don't tick but
0: yeah yeah it's it's uh that's cool you know it's it's interesting stuff you know being out of new york we really can't do it so i really don't know yeah. too much about it, you know, uh, but, I, but I see those, those other States, it's a, it's a very useful tool for investigators uh, for yeah. all different yeah. types of investigations. So what do you, what do you typically see it used for?
2: Domestic cases, primarily child custody would fall under domestics. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the domestic, you know, as our private investigators watching, no, you're going to have cheating spouses, uh, in the state of South Carolina, not all States are are like this, but in the state of South Carolina, uh, proving uh, infidelity or adultery can be very uh, good for the client. Um, you know, it's going to help bar that other spouse from from spousal support. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to help with the speed along. In South Carolina, you'll have to be separated for twelve months, but if the person is caught in you know infidelity, that speeds things up to be as fast as ninety days. So, oh, wow. um, so in this state, you know, I know others. It's not like that. There's you know you can have one partner cheating and the state doesn't weigh that decision any in the courts but right. um, uh, but in South Carolina we see a lot of that um and uh so with domestic cases infidelity child custody cases trackers get put on that's primarily the the, the most that we do and see right. um or very rarely but it does happen with be employee um if somebody thinks their employees having misconduct or, uh, I've had this happen before. Um, somebody taking their vehicle, company vehicle, mostly construction or trade and using them on the weekends and, um, or harming that business somehow. Um, right. So,
0: right. So if they're a trade going it. out and working on the weekends as a, you know, for them, for themselves using, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a company vehicle to do that. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense. I remember when I was in, um, just out of college, I think so. in the mid nineties, I was working for a party rental company uh, as a driver, you know, just setting up tents for, for uh, stuff. And, you know, all of a sudden one day, the boss is like, yeah, we have these new, uh, new units that we're putting in all the trucks you wow. know? and they're um they have mapping in them, you know, so it's like, it help you get where you need to go. Oh, and by the way, they'll tell us where you're at at all times. We will know how long you're on the job for, you know, how long it took you to do this one thing. And we'll know, precisely exactly where you are all the time, you know, know, and there was no choice as to whether or not we wanted to have it in the truck. It was going in the truck and, uh, you know, it had like a CB radio attached to it. So you could speak to the office without having to call in. That was cool. But uh, yeah, we had no choice.
2: (laughs) No. And, and, you you know, and I think almost all 50 states, you're allowed to track your own personal property. It just becomes the gray line. It comes when you have drivers or, or other you know, people driving that vehicle. And that's where every state is different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and mostly like I said, that, that you've got so many different realms with the GPS and so many different devices out there. Right. Uh, the possibilities are really endless.
0: Yeah. And even like before that, before they had GPS, I had uh working for a retail investigation company, i had had um you know, a lot of retail clients and um one of our clients was a, well, we actually we had two different ones. One was a lumber delivery company and the other was a plumbing supply company. And we would regularly survey the the workers to see what they were doing with their day. You know, and I remember like there was one guy this one time, he, he literally pulled over the side of the road. He had a big box truck, right? So he pulls over the box truck, he opens the, the back gate and he pulls out a lawn chair and then he climbs up to the top of the box truck and he puts the lawn chair on top of the box truck and is literally sunning himself for a couple oh, hours. Wow. I was like, that is gutsy, man. <laughs> that guy. pretty." Yeah. No,
2: um, and, and and that happens. Um, right. I just recently spoke with somebody who was the local company here and they were seeing theft out of a truck, believe it or not, when it was getting to the destination and the, the counts were different. And uh, rather than have a long-term tracker on those trucks, which they don't now do, but they um, were like, "What's happening between A and B?" So you either have somebody who's fudging reports, putting gizmos into trucks and marking hundred when there's not, or it's the driver, or it's the other distribution, and, and they found that the truck was diverting off of its route, stopping, and that's where the product was disappearing, and then continuing. So. Um, there's all sorts of, like you said,
0: yeah. You know, it was, for these stuff falls off of trucks all the time, right? Especially when they stop and open the <laughs> <you terrible>. know, <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, I feel like it's like the, um, uh, good fellas, right You walk yeah, in the restaurant almost, and there's yeah. like you know 40 mink coats sitting in The, in the freezer of a restaurant <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. Stuff happens <laughs> Stuff happens <laughs> Exactly so um, Alright we're, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back I want to um, hammer down a little more On uh, GPS And investigations and Maybe some misconceptions On um, what investigators Believe the units can do Or what they can do or can't do You know, that kind of stuff. So everybody sit tight and we will be right back.
1: Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigators toolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Are you in the New York metro area and are looking for work? Satellite Investigations is currently looking for a full-time field investigator. Visit Matt's profile on LinkedIn for more details and the links in the show notes. Good luck. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is matthews at satellitepi.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigator's Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no brainer.
0: And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. We're here with Brian Scott uh, from Position Tech GPS. Brian, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Matt. All right. So we're talking all things GPS today. And um, before we took the break, I I wanted to, uh, well, I said we're going to talk about like some misconceptions. And I think there are three really good points um, that I'd like to cover here today. Um, The first is uh, about all platforms being the same. I think that's a misconception. Where people think you know every unit works and operates the same way. So tell me a little bit about uh, about that point.
2: Yeah, and I think when people look at a GPS, their first instinct is, oh, well, they're all the same. They're all mapped map, and they all have these little dots or uh, an arrow or or something that moves on the screen and tells me where it is. But they don't look at the complexity behind it and what that um, entails. So, uh, you know, what I usually tell people is that. Yes, um, a GPS device kind of similar. They are similar. They are are the same, but on the back end is where all your differences are gonna are, are gonna happen. So for my platform, um, you know, I, I've simplified the user as much as I can because yeah, you're, you're right. It, it's some of these turn people loose, and you're looking at a bunch of screens and a bunch of bars and a bunch of features, and you're like, oh my gosh. When the average person just wants to know where's my stuff and how do I maybe change the ping rate on this, and for investigators like ourselves, and this is where I think. You know when i started this business it was to come up with a device or a platform i'm sorry not a device but that was you know accurate reliable and affordable so and with that uh, i've been working on this for three years and uh perfecting it so and even sent things out to different pis and that's the problem that kept coming up so what i've done is i've simplified to make things as user-friendly as i can uh with a minimal learning curve so for instance, for PIs, I have pre-configured reports. They're already done for you. You you just go in there and you uh, put the tracker, put the dates, hit export. It'll put it into a PDF. That's where you have to choose. Uh, Excel, multiple different file formats. But that report is already built for you because with the other platforms I've used, I'm like, oh, how do I build a report again? I can't remember. Or, you know. So, and, and, and by all means, in my platform, you can even make your own reports and configure everything you want. But I just know what PIs want, and I've done that for them. Right. And uh, the, the the alerts, that's another hard part for people to learn is uh, configuring the alerts. They think that that's a huge learning curve, but it's mostly already done for you. Um, you know, for me, you just go in, you go, I've, I've pre configured the alerts, you hit copy. All you got to do is pick your tracker and just, you know, set your geofence to where your location is. You have to do that yourself, but that's easy. Um, you know, the other thing is uh, user accounts. I always had a hard time with user accounts. If I had a, a case go out of state which they commonly do and you have to have somebody assist you coming up with a user account and and, and tying it together and and mm-hmm. even though I you know you use them for a period of time you forget if you're not doing it daily um so I've pre-configured those every yep. one of my accounts has pre-configured user accounts all I got to do is tell the person here's your username and, and here's the login and it's and yep. it's in there so uh, so
0: what let's talk real quickly about going uh, into different states because that 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 bears a question here right so let's say if you've got a tracker active and you're in a state that you're permitted to be you use it mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you know your target there decides he wants to go for uh tacos in the state over <laughs> like what 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 that, happens there what, what do you do?
2: well if, if it's you know we in South Carolina here we have reciprocity with
0: yeah.
2: other states but you know I've had them go into uh well I've had them go all over, but for instance, somewhere close by would be Atlanta. And I've had them go to Atlanta, or 2 hours away, you know, from Atlanta, and uh I'm not a licensed private investigator in Georgia. So, you know, for those cases I have hired um people who are licensed in Georgia, and that's where your network comes in. I mean, yeah, all Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, but at, at that point you know you're you're going to be in Georgia, so you prearrange it. I'm talking like on the fly. Like you're just tracking and all of a sudden it's like, oh, 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 where's he going? No. no, that's what I mean. I've had
2: him go from, from, from South Carolina into Georgia. I've had him leave from here and go up to Ohio yeah. um, and, and they move, I mean, you know, and obviously North Carolina and, um, but the, the device was placed on here. Um, and this is where the person lives. So, okay, so, you, so I'm not an those. attorney. Right.
0: Uh, right. This is not legal, legal advice. advice, people, please. That's right. Not legal advice.
2: <laughs> no, none. Um, but you That's know, Brian, was,
0: B-R-I. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yet, you know, in, in these in, in private investigations, you know, ad trackers placed on in South Carolina and, and it diverts from here. We've had not go to Florida before. And, you know, Florida is one of those states where um regulated with GPS trackers and not a lot of PIs use them in the state of Florida.
0: I, I um, would assume, and again, I'm not an attorney, I would assume that if you set up a tracker in a state where it's allowed and that that vehicle ends up in a state where they're not allowed, that whatever right. data points are collected in the state, it's not allowed probably are not admissible. I would guess. Is that true or you have no idea?
2: <laughs> I'll tell you this. I've well, handed over data uh, to attorneys for their court cases <laughs> and and it's been out of state and it's never even been mentioned. It was never, never a problem. Yeah, and I, and I assume, the attorney was not an attorney. It. Uh, but I assume that's because the the, the case originated out South Carolina, where the tracker was placed on legally, yeah. uh, and just because the vehicle happened to go across state lines or numerous state lines, um, that didn't affect the outcome. And so, right. but every state, you're right, every state is 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 truly different in the way that those trackers are. And I think a lot of what, if you look at the state laws, it's not really on the use; it's on putting the tracker onto the. The vehicle
0: um okay. and that
2: that's what sense. yeah i mean like the i said of, the
0: act of applying it you know what, legal
2: advice right. uh but if you look at you know one of the things we do you know one of the things i did in law enforcement a lot would look at state statutes and and then when you look as a private investigator you're always you know you, i run a lot of FOIA's so uh and if i have to contest one i always know my state statute to go to so um and so you read these things and it and it basically kind of i think the majority of them cover The use of it and putting it onto a vehicle um but the main state where they come out of would be South Carolina where it is illegal so um and they've ventured like I said all over Uh, these things you'd be surprised where they end up um and quickly and uh you know I've had people leave you think they're going to work 11 o'clock at night (laughs) because they're firefighters or law enforcement and you know, the next day you take a look and you're like, "What?" You know, there are two, three states north, um, and uh, so that does happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that's crazy. I'm sure yeah. you've you've seen a few things. So the the units you sell it, you sell them, or do you rent them? Like, how, how does that? What's the? Model no, I don't rent someone?
2: them. Yeah, I I don't. Do I people like do people
0: that? Writing. Do do they rent stuff out, or is it pretty much always just so? Uh,
2: yeah, I, I've seen. Um, I've seen private investigators and I've seen them online also where they, they rent you a device. Um, I'm not in the rental market. I mean, I have a retail sales license position tech totally different from my uh, investigative business. Um, And some, you know, PIs, I guess they could choose to rent them out, but in this state you would need to have a retail sales license if you rent um, the device. So you'd have to steer, you know, that navigation as far as targeting sales taxes and stuff like that. But uh, for me particularly, I just sell the devices to the end user. Um, the end user is mostly either going to be a private investigator. I've tailored my system for private investigators. Mm-hmm. I do sell units to non-private investigators, you know, and, and I would be dumb not to. Um, but the majority and the complexity of the system is designed for PIs. We, we just talked about coming out of state lines. One of the things I did in my platform, because I I've learned these lessons and, and I and I said, I need to do this. And I actually had a case where a guy, I thought he was going to work, you know, and I got a geofence going off at 11 p.m. And I'm like, oh, he's a firefighter. No big deal. That's when he goes to work. Uh, 10.45, 11 o'clock, he's leaving for work and he's got several days off. And I know his car is going to be parked there for 24 hours. You know, to my surprise, the next day, you know, and you look at the screen, you're like, oh, my gosh, he's. Two states north already. Um, so now I've developed in my platform, pre configured all 50 states that have geofence boundaries. So the entire state's geo geofence, and I've pre configured those. And that goes back to the platforms all being the same. No, the back ends are what are, what are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so now, you know, I have it set up where you can have South Carolina as a, as a geofence. And when it exits South Carolina, it's going to tell you, like, exiting South Carolina, you know, this particular person went to uh, Ohio. So I had a PI in Ohio using the platform, and uh, and I and I knew they were coming and going from their rental, and that was fine. I'm not working that case. That gentleman was uh, for me, and he had those geofences set up. But what I was concerned with, I the geofence around Ohio, because I want to know when he's coming back, uh, so I can set up my cameras where I found, you know, Paramore's car park. So you right. know, the those are little things that being a PI has helped me with the platform. But no, I sell the devices uh, outright. Uh, I don't rent them. Um, and then, you know, when you buy a tracker for me, you're 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 buying the the full device, and um, and that's yours.
0: So, excuse me. Um, so, um, how about another one about them being complicated? Right? That's a, a misconception about um, how how difficult they are to use. Right?
2: Uh, It goes back to the platform, Um, you know, how difficult. I I also have a YouTube channel. I try to make like five-minute little quick videos. Um, What's the channel? Give me a plug. Just uh, a position check GPS on on YouTube. Um, It's not edited. I, I probably... Would like to get the name of your editor. A <laughs> <job>. <laughs> Mine is, uh, He's editing this
0: right now going, to, give him the name, give him the name. Yeah. It's kind of Joey Selvia. <laughs> there you go, Joey. Joey <laughs> Yeah,
2: they're they're little um uh, screen grabs, screen recordings. Um it's mainly out there. I, I when you activate, I give you an activation sheet with your you know account and 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 that goes over email. Um And it has a YouTube channel on there. And it's just basically quick tutorials. Nobody wants to watch a 10, 15 minute video. So I I just do simple little things like creating geofences or, you know, creating notifications just to help people out and realize how fast it is. The average learning curve is really quick. Uh, And like I said, I've simplified as much as I can for people. I've done as much as I can uh, on the back end to to, to make it a very user friendly um, system. So even down to the user accounts. they're pre-configured. If you need more, give me a call. I'll add more in there and I'll do the back end work for you um, just to try because it's, it's PIs we're, we're, we're busy people um, and juggling cases and it's, uh, and I even tell clients they're like, well, I got to train my, my uh, coworkers. And I'm like, you that on me. Uh, I'll do it. You know, I can do, uh, I can do Zoom meetings or, or and just, you know, show everybody at one time or even create videos for you or, or guide you to the, the videos. Oh. So,
0: so the trial and error that you were talking about over the years of your experience in doing this like how have you seen the environment change as far as technology goes like you know wh- what are some things that are new now that that you didn't have when you first started and you're like wow man this was this was a game changer that they added added this particular function to the unit
2: Yeah and the, and the devices are ever changing um right. you know one of the things is, is the cellular technology is is changing you know they've dropped 2G they've dropped 3G or it's pretty close to being dropped and now you're moving into 5G. But 5G is a lower spectrum. So 4G is going to be around for, for quite a while. Um but these devices now uh the newest devices are 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 going to be uh 4G, you know, LTE cat cat M devices. And then the features some of the newest features coming out are now Wi-Fi uh positioning. So if you're using these indoors um, and then we could have a whole conversation about how they get your Wi-Fi position. <laughs> <laughs> little car, and the little car that drives around taking photos of streets, uh, you know, integrated into that. But um, one of the things that um, uh, like I said, I've been doing this, you know, three years. Um, I ran before I launched position tech, it ran with my PI company. And uh so I kind of saw some changes, and uh one of the newest changes, and I have two trackers that do it, are turn by turn updates. So uh, as PIs, that's, I mean, a game changer, I think in my opinion, uh, if you're the PI that's out there and you're like, oh, you know, I got a tracker moving and, and it's going where I think it's going and I need to be there uh, waiting for a dot on a map to move. And, I, and I'll and i tell you, Matt, I, I, I know you don't, I guess you guys don't use them in New York, but when you're behind a car and the two things that happen is the latency when we're talking about platforms being the same, there's a lot that goes into this. And sometimes the latency, the data from whether the tracker gives it to the cell tower, or cell tower gives it to the the server, the server directs it back to the either your cell phone or your web platform, and it and it has to move fast. Some aren't very fast. Some are slower, but if you're waiting for a ping to go off and that person takes an exit and you go straight, and I've been in that situation, not on
0: my platform, <laughs> but on others
2: and, uh, and then
0: lag kills you, right? <laughs> oh yeah. You're like,
2: Oh, you know, especially if you have uh, uh, those little spaghetti junctions where these interstates are it, it, turning and twisting and going straight so you can get on the wrong one. And so uh, the turn by turn is a, is a game changer. And I have two trackers that do that. And, and not a lot of companies I think want to give you turn by turn updates because it, it's all about data. Uh, these are cellular devices they work off of a sim card every single device has a sim card and when you have a sim card it's almost like a mobile phone these are cellular devices uh and a lot of companies worry about their data their data cost, and i get that um you know i try to come in and, and and change the game as a small little company i try to come in and change the game a little bit on the way things are done um Yeah. how
0: how does that base yeah let's talk about that for a bit so you buy the unit right um what are the other costs that are involved after you've purchased the unit
2: yeah so i buy the unit uh the units come from a distributor or the um or the manufacturer directly i have manufacturer uh some manufacturers you can buy directly from others you've got to go through a distributor so i i I primarily deal with two companies uh quailink and uh, micron Uh, i like both of their devices so um and uh, essentially, you get a blank device, uh, you'll get a device in a box, and the rest is up to you. And these are almost, um, they're all configured differently. So every, every GPS platform is going to configure theirs differently. And, and what people don't realize, I think, goes into these are there's uh, IP addresses that have to be entered. So for your servers, uh, no matter what GPS company you are, you have a different server address. Uh, hmm. a port number for the device it's very specific to the individual device because of the way the information is parsed from the device so no two devices are going to have the same um well i shouldn't say that not, not every model is going to have their own port but two models are different you know right. so uh, you a micron and a Quailink, or uh, even two different Quailink devices are going to have different ports because the way the information is provided to the server is different okay. uh then the same- uh, the SIM cards is, is the data provider, uh, essentially. And you've got numerous out there, of course, you know, all the big network carriers uh, of the SIM cards. Um, You know, for me, I use a multi-carrier SIM. So rather than just one, I don't like to rely on one cellular company because, you know, for instance, uh, in some areas, you know, AT&T might be fantastic here, but you go into another area and they might not be very fantastic and another carrier might. So, you know, these are all kind of things you got to deal with. So yeah, buying them out of a box, you're just getting a blank. It's not going to work until you program it. And there's a whole programming cable, special cable that comes with them and uh, special programs. that You plug out a laptop that is just for programming GPS trackers.
0: Um, that makes sense. So have you ever seen any of these trackers? I mean, you must have seen them kind of sunset out as the technology changes. Uh, an investigator now has to take this old unit that's pretty much useless now and make a new investment um have you seen stuff yeah. like that happen or no yeah
2: no um especially with the sunset of the uh of the 2g you know they they're 2g stuck around a lot longer um just because there was so much on it uh, and uh it's finally been sunsetted so yeah there are a lot of people i think as private investigators we look at these as tools um you don't i i, I mean when i first had my First GPS devices, you always wanted to get them back. You know, you're like, that's mine. That's my property. I need it back. (laughs) Yeah. After, after like the third time, you're just, you know, you look at them as just a tool. Exactly. Uh,
0: You you stop naming them, right? When you name them, it's real. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I lost George again. Damn it. (laughs) You're like, that was my favorite one. And that actually
2: that's happened for. I'm like, that was my favorite one. Uh, And, um, but, and then. You know, sometimes it, you just have so many on the shelf. Um, and 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 I think you've got to look at it as a, in this, I looked at it when I, you know, like I said, when you first start, you're like, oh, geez, these things are expensive. And, um, but ideally it's a tool um, and, uh, and that tool helps you do your job and it makes you do your job more efficiently. What's and it typically helps. the, in the, the end, tool? it helps the client because you're not, yeah.
0: yeah
2: burning up hours you're waiting for a tracker to go off you know so
0: what's typically the turnaround time from somebody ordering a unit through you to you delivering in the unit
2: yeah and, and it depends on distance obviously
0: so uh,
2: locally you know within North Carolina Georgia uh, South Carolina I, I ship UPS so I get one I can get them if you get the order in before about 5 o'clock uh, I'm sorry 4 o'clock uh, if you get it in before four o'clock, I can try to make the last drop off at at the UPS center, which isn't too far. So within this little region that I live in here in the southeast, I can. It's next day delivery. They even deliver on Saturdays. I have one on, one going out tomorrow um, in the state of South Carolina, and it's going to be delivered tomorrow. Um, so those are two trackers in the box and the battery. That's and awesome. They go, yeah, yeah, and and, and 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 then for customers on uh, the west coast. You know, I try uh I don't I don't charge, I do free shipping. Uh now if you need it expedited overnight, then obviously that's something I have to charge you for, but I, I always try to accommodate because I know the shipping times are are longer between east to west. Yeah. So I uh I try I try to get it there as fast as I can within a few days. Um I'm not paying for the slowest shipping, but I right. can't pay for the fastest shipping that overnight because that's more than the tracker itself, you know. But um and and, and like what any business does, you look at uh who can provide you the best cost. And I've been through several shipping different platforms and I finally found one that I really like, and then the prices are reasonable and it, um, and it, and it allows me multiple options of, right. of carriers rather than just one or two. So I try yeah. to use uh, try totally. to as much as I can for speed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think we're going to wind down here. Um, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this was great. Uh, just getting a little taste of, of the GPS world. Um, again not my uh not my forte but I'm always interested in yeah. learning more about this stuff if folks wanted to get a hold of you learn more about this um what's your website and how they can get, get a hold of you
2: uh, position tech gps.com and yeah. um on the website has all the plan features and uh the trackers that I offer so uh, and I'm always trying to bring in something new I test everything out
1: mm-hmm.
2: months at a time to make sure they work and they're you know, good quality devices. There's a lot of devices out there that
0: unfortunately aren't. Yep. Always important. So, all right. Uh, Thank you everyone for uh, checking the show out and uh, we'll be back next week with another show. So uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care.
1: Thanks for checking out this week's show. Very interesting topic. Make sure you check your local state laws before you deploy any of this technology. Thanks to Campbell insurance group for sponsoring the show. And remember, Tell them you listen to the show to save $50 when you apply for insurance. And thanks also to the PI Institute for Education, Conflict International, and Satellite Investigations for sponsoring this show. And don't forget about InvestigatorsToolbox.com. You can type in version 2.025% to save $50 when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible in the future, and we'll be back next week for a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.